You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network as we move now into the third episode of season four of Nip Tuck. We're into Monica Wilder. First aired on the 19th of September 2006, written by Brad Falchuk, directed by L.O.D. Keane. Uh, there's a name for you. Uh, and yeah, this is a great episode. I'm looking forward to talking about this one. Lots of good stuff in this one. Very well spread out episode, if you ask me. My name is Ben, and holy shit, is that my ass? Uh, and I'm Nick, and are you staring at my dick? Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> this is a... Uh, this is an interesting episode. I, I love this episode, uh, but this has kind of got some good stuff in it. Um, and, yeah, uh, Peter Dinklage. Here we go. Let's just start off by saying that. Peter Dinklage. <laughs> yep, we're, uh, we're keeping up the, um, the the good guest. Well, he's not really a guest because he's in it for quite a long time, but, you know, these, um, these characters that are coming in, and, you know, he's obviously famous for something else now but you know it was funny when game of thrones started it's like oh i know that guy he was on that time yeah i i mean i've never watched game of thrones in my life so to me he's always nip tucks peter dinklage uh but he was also in a random episode of third watch a real blink and you miss scene in third watch um but he also did an australian movie um gosh how long ago was that i don't know if you know who peter hellier is um, I don't know if you ever watched the project. You'd know him if you watched the Australian version. I know you've got your own version of the project now, but um, you know, kind of uh, Australians know who I'm talking about. But Peter Hellier randomly directed a movie, uh, and I think it was called "I Love You, Man." No, not "I Love You, Man." That was the Paul Rudd one. Um, oh, I'm gonna look it up. But uh, he, yeah, he came to Australia and was in randomly an Australian movie. And uh, apparently, Peter Hellier was like on some radio show, basically uh, saying how. Um, Peter Hellier was the reason why uh, Peter Dinklage got the role in Game of Thrones or something, because when they were filming this movie, there was, like, some joke or something, or he was in the midst of casting, and Peter Hellier was like, oh, yeah, you should do it, or something like that. So, I don't know. There was a big thing recently where it was kind of like, Peter Hellier is the reason why Peter Dinklage was on Game of Thrones. Um, But anyway, so, yeah, I I like Peter Dinklage. I mean, the one thing I'll say just off the bandwagon right now, before I forget, um, and this is kind of a weird thing to say, but, like, I think he's such a good actor that you don't realise that he's a... I don't know what the politically correct term is now, but you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a, I, you know, he's a little person. A little and, person, um, okay. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, I think that, um, yeah, you, you're totally right. You forget that about him, and it's it's, it's obviously something that's a, a, a big part of his character on this show, but also a big part of his character on Game of Thrones. So it's a real testament to him that that's not the first thing you kind of think of. You do think of him being a really good actor. So... Yeah, I mean, he, he's brilliant. He is really, really good. Um, does an awesome job. Um, I've never seen him in anything bad. Um, just a shout-out for at least the original version of um, Death at a Funeral. He's hilarious in that. Um, so if you haven't seen that movie, it's definitely worth a watch. They did, like, a, um, a British version, and then they did a remake with um, Chris Rock that was fully, like, the the black version. It was just all all black actors. Um, so he And Peter Dinklage is in both versions. So if you haven't seen either of them, I haven't seen the Chris Rock version. I've only seen the British version, but it is a really funny movie. Uh, I Love You Too is the name of the movie he was in in Australia, the Australian movie. There we go. Um, and I will correct myself to say that Peter Hellier wrote it. He didn't direct it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, God, just go on his IMDb page. He's been in everything too, not just, you know, esteemed Game of Thrones and all this sort of stuff, but really an A-list actor now, Peter Dinklage. So, um, yeah. this this show, this season, obviously, just really kind of set in the bar high. I mean, he, I guess he was a known name at this point, but not kind of as famous as he is now. But um, we're going to get to we're going to get to Marlowe, obviously, uh, as you kind of alluded to, a big player in this season, um, and we get our first taste of him in this episode. But um, yeah, this episode is great. It starts off straight away with uh, Sean coming to work in his brand new Prius. He's proud of his Prius. Sean, he loves it um, because you know this is what they've got in uh, their their payout, I guess, from uh, the Landau's buying their business. But uh, who has to come along and trump him? Christian in his brand new Lamborghini, um, which is, I don't know if this is like an updated version of the same one that he had in season one with Meryl, because it looks very similar. Um, but I just like going back to what I think he said in the first episode, how this season's kind of got a bit of a vibe on the 70s music. So when he pulls up listening to, he's the greatest dancer, and he like comes out and he's bright, sort of like, I don't know even know what type of orange that is. 
And then, do you notice how his shirt is, like, matching his car? I don't know if you noticed that. Um, yeah, no, I did notice that. Because, you know, like, he's... Not many people can pull off orange, um, but Christian can. I mean, Christian can pull off a potato sack if he wanted to. <laughs> um, you know, like, he just... Yeah, he has the look, doesn't he? And, um, yeah, it's great. But, I mean, we get into this really cool scene. We basically... Yeah, <laughs> Sean gives him a beeper, um, you know, because he wants him to be there for the birth of the baby. And, and, and you know, this is some great setup because, obviously, then we get um, the whole thing around... Um, you know, you were there for, for Matt and Annie's birth and, you know, it's a, it's a tradition that you're there. So, obviously, we're getting set up for what's going to happen at the end of this. So, yeah, it's cool. I just, yeah, it's just this is so season one. Kind of, we're just going to say that so often this season and it's like, just, you know, I just love the way he kind of walks in there and he just, again, he just pulls off anything, Christian. He just looks so darn cool. Um, and I love the way he, like, puts the beeper in his jacket. Like, it ruins the lining of my jacket. <laughs> like, just the way he does it. Oh, it's so funny. And, like, one thing I will say, though, notice how he walks off and he's he's left the music blaring in his car. Um, like, you're going to fix that, Christian? Um, yeah. But, um, anyway, but then they go inside to work and uh, Nurse Linda and Liz are watching porn. Why not? <laughs> um, but who just happens to be in the porn? Naughty doctor. It's Christian. <laughs> yeah. Pretty great. Which is just hilarious. I just love just the lines that Christian's saying and just kind of like going, touchdown. <laughs> but like one little subtle thing, I'm sure you picked up on it too. The the thing we're watching here, it's clearly not YouTube, but I love how Liz has the line. It was posted on YouTube. Uh, and your fat ass has been downloaded 6,000 times. Now, let's just be honest here. 2006, YouTube was basically new. Um, and then also kind of porn is not on YouTube, a friend told me. Um, but like, I think it's kind of just, it's a throwaway line that really shouldn't we nitpick at, but it's not YouTube. Um, but yeah, Christian's obviously, you know, not offended by the fact that he's been posted online. It's the fact that he looks at himself when he's saying about how fat he is and he's like, <laughs> uh, you know, look at the, look at I those lines. Like, I do like I, I like the term about um, it's viral because I didn't think that was a term that was around in 2006. And the fact that uh, only 6,000 views um, is viral. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think even some of my videos on the Brink channel have gotten 6,000 views and God damn, we didn't go viral. <laughs> um, again, here's another three episodes in a row. We're getting Julian McMahon's ass. Like, can we just point that out? Like, has Julian McMahon gone to Ryan Murphy and just got, I want more of my ass shown this season. I've done more work on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, god damn. But, so, yeah, poor old Christian's having some body issues. And, look, I love Christian. I love Julian McMahon. But fuck you, mate. Like, seriously. <laughs> like, I know you can't help your body issues. I'm not saying this is a thing. Like, I know people of all shapes and sizes has it. But someone like me gets offended by this. I just want to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I looked yeah, well, like that. <laughs> I guess I guess it's all part of the character, isn't it? But um, yeah, it, you know, basically he's he's incredibly vain, and this character wouldn't work if he didn't care about his image. So yeah, no, it's great. Then we got Julia uh, with the fakest looking pregnant stomach in the history of television. <laughs> this looks terrible. Um, but we kind of, uh, get sort of the, the setup here that they're going to look for a night nurse. Nurse Linda has recommended some people. So, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to see that a bit in this episode. Did, did you, did you notice his stomach? It just looks so fake. Yes, I would totally agree with that. It, yeah, it is It is wrong. I don't know what it is, but it is wrong. Anyway, but then we kind of get this great scene of Christian, you know, say it. It's like, no, I'm not going to say it. You say it to everyone. Say it. Tell me what you don't like about yourself. <laughs> and then, um, you know, Christian obviously wants some lipo and he's drawn on himself here to show what he wants. Um, and then, you know, Sean's like, you know, you're a mold of physical perfection and um, you know, I, I like his line there. What does he say? Something about like, oh, you know, just you got to pass on the key lime pie or something like that. Now, can I just point out when I was in Florida, I had key lime pie, homemade key lime pie. That shit is amazing. I don't know if you've ever had key no. lime pie before, uh, Nick, but it, have you ever had it before? It's incredible. No, but I, I imagine it's something that I definitely would like. It's, it's apparently a Florida thing because it's the limes are from the keys. Uh, so that's kind of where it comes from. And, um, 
Yeah, it's kind of like a cheesecake mixed with this key lime sort of, um, you know, flavouring. But, um, yeah, it's it's great. It's so great. So, I highly recommend to people out there, if you've got an opportunity to have key lime pie, have it. It's delicious. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, poor old Christian here. He wants his lipo. Um, and then kind of Sean obviously mentions here, you know, about you being so superficial. I've got a disabled son coming in and you're like thinking about this. It's kind of, it's just like one of these really good episodes where kind of they've got these issues, isn't it? Where they're kind of back and forth with it and kind of obviously Christian is, I guess, slightly being superficial. But, uh, you know, Sean's obviously concerned when it comes down to, um, you know, his son and obviously... Uh, he's saying, like, go back to your personal trainer. I can't even remember what Christian... He has that great line about, like, oh, I haven't seen her in so long or something like that, or I only ever go see her this time around. Um, and then we see his physical trainer, Candy, who is just real blinking you miss. Um, but, uh, yeah, this kind of leads us to Christian looking at a guy, oh, actors, I hate actors. Like, nope, he's a plastic surgeon. Uh, and played by, I don't know if you have a clue who Mario Lopez is. Were you familiar with Mario, Lo- Mario Lopez before, uh, Nip Tuck? Um, I mean, I'm not sure if I was at the time, but obviously I know who he is now. Um, yeah, and I mean, he's not an actor, this guy, so I think he does a pretty good job, he's really, doesn't actor. he? I mean, he's an actor. Oh, is he? I, th- yeah. I thought he was mainly just a, um, presenter, no, like, no, uh, Ryan Seacrest. No, famous, he's famous from, um, Saved by the Bell. I don't know if you ever watched Saved by the Bell. Oh, right. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, showing, I'm showing my ignorance because I didn't know that. Um, I just know him from, yeah, like whatever that whatever the show, show was that he was that on. That celebrity extra show, kind of like E.T. Is that the one you're thinking about? Yeah, I'm sure. Wasn't he like um, like one of the, like, the voice or something like that? I'm sure he was on one of them. He's done a lot of things like that. Like I think kind of he has switched focus to presenting now. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I think kind of a lot of people, you know, who don't, aren't old enough to maybe remember Saved by the Bell. Um, they know him from, it was Extra, which is kind of like, it was the newer version of Entertainment Tonight, and he was kind of like the main face of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's done a lot of things. I mean, you know, he's, yeah, he's definitely done a lot of, um, presenting roles. Um, he apparently, uh, was on The Bold and the Beautiful playing a doctor, so, you know. But I mean, I think he's just kind of one of these guys who is going to be sort of what we were saying last week with, uh, Thad, that he's kind of, you know, sort of a soap opera guy, but he also kind of goes out of his, I mean, say by the way, it definitely wasn't a soap opera. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think he was just kind of one of these guys where you know him, but it's kind of like what we were saying about Brooke Shields a few weeks ago. Like, you know who they are, and you're like, yeah, they're famous, but you maybe don't know what they're famous from, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. But uh, obviously, it's kind of the setup here. So, um, you know, Christian's seeing him, and this will lead us to in the sh- Again, once again with the homoerotic scenes here in season four of Nip Tuck, because Christian's in the shower checking out his dick and basically, like, checking him out. Like, oh, look at this. I want this. I want that. And uh, obviously, kind of, uh, you know, we've got this great sort of back and forth between the two, and he's, like, you know, talking about... Um, you know, while you're off, you know, at dinner, I'm in the gym. While you're doing this, I'm at the gym. And kind of, you know, talking about, uh, you know, how, why he looks the way he does, basically. I don't eat. you got to have sacrifice. Um, but can I just say, so his name, I will say, it's not just Mario Lopez, it's uh, Dr. Mike. Um, but he will be in another episode this season, but he actually gets brought back in season six from memory. So, like, he kind of, um, it's not just like, oh, he's a blink and you miss cameo by Mario Lopez. He kind of does turn into a semi-regular, um, not like as in main cast or anything, but, uh, he will be back after his couple of appearances this season. So, I kind of like this setup. I mean, we always get introduced to random other plastic surgeons in the Miami area across Nip Tuck. Um, but you know, I think kind of Dr. Mark here is one that potentially sticks a little bit, uh, throughout this. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, I I think it's a fun character. Um, yeah, and it kind of works, um, in terms of kind of setting Christian up. And I do like the whole thing about, you know, he's just too old, you know, it's quite an interesting dynamic, isn't it? That you're just too old to have this kind of body anymore. Like your, your metabolism is just slowing down now that you're past 40. And, you know, it's a bit of a wake up call for Christian, which is, yeah, it's quite an interesting way of playing it that I hadn't really thought about before. So yeah, it's cool. I enjoy, I enjoy all this stuff. It's, it's really good. Which is kind of will be a bit of a focus moving forward into next season and season six kind of like the age of these two and kind of just the industry in general and just kind of things like that which make it interesting sort of like particularly when they do move to LA and kind of we've just got our whole new world when it comes to plastic surgery as opposed to Miami so um 
you know, we'll get to that. But we'll get a sort of a scene here. Matt just happens to be at the gym. They only ever go to the same gym, uh, you know, in Miami. There's only one gym in Miami. Um, but uh, again, with the 70s music, we've got a bit of La Freak playing in the background here with Matt. Um, and kind of just a scene here where, you know, he's talking about Kimber and what does uh, Christian say about, like, I know every inch of that woman. Um, you know, and he's talking about his suppressive, you're so SP, not superficial, suppressive person. How does he get super, superficial from SP? Because it's soup? Like, come on. I think, he's, I think he's hearing what he wants to hear. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just kind of Matt basically saying, like, I don't want you in my life anymore. So, uh, how many episodes was it? Like four or five episodes ago when they had that nice little bonding moment, six episodes ago, technically on the grand scheme of things. And here we are back to, no, don't want you in my life anymore. So, oh, well, poor, yeah. poor Christian, poor Matt. I don't know. Poor, more poor Christian here really, isn't it? Um, yeah, I'm not sure Christian's really done anything to deserve this. Um, yeah, other than kind of threatening Christian, uh, threatening, um, Kimber, I suppose. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's one of those ones where I think we're just getting back to kind of douchey Matt again, which is a little bit unfortunate because, you know, he's somebody that I I, I want to like, but, you know, I, I do have some issues because he is so easily led and, you know, so much of the thoughts that are going through his head, you, you actually know they're not really his. Yeah, I think it comes down to he's probably treating Christian this way because he's been with Kimber for so long and Kimber's probably poisoning him a bit more, if you know what I mean. So... Um, yeah, but no, you're right. He's just so easily like manipulated and just like, I'll do whatever anyone else says. So, um, kind of interesting actually what, uh, John Hensley said about how he wished his character had have ended. I kind of am almost sold on that. I don't know about you. I didn't really get your opinion on your thoughts on whether Matt should have, uh, I guess if you haven't listened to the interview, he implied that maybe, you know, Matt should have committed suicide. Um, which I guess in some weird way would have made sense for Matt. Yeah, I suppose so. I think it's probably too early, though. I, I wouldn't have if, if I'd seen it right now. I wouldn't have believed it. So I think um, that's something I'm going to wait to to have a judgment on a, a little bit further on in the show. I think. Meanwhile, Sean is uh, and Julia are um, they're interviewing for night nurses, and uh, we meet Monica Wilder. Here she is, our uh, titular character for the episode. Um, and she likes to refer to them as handy capable, not handicapped. And, uh, you know, talking about poopy diapers and, uh, basically they don't spread their wings very, uh, deep here, do Sean and Julie. I mean, I guess we haven't really seen them interview other people, but if this is implied, it's the first person they've interviewed. Okay. You're hired. Um, so kind of, I mean, she's obviously very, uh, you know, inapt and kind of not inapt, but she's capable of doing it. I should say here. Um, she, she's moved from Akron. Um, which as I look up right now, uh, I could not tell you whereabouts that is. Is it in Florida or is it somewhere else? How no, I'm, I'm pretty sure Uh, you're pretty sure it's not. Uh, well, there's an Akron in Oklahoma. Um, may, or Akron, Ohio. Uh, oh, Akron, Ohio sounds familiar. Yeah. So maybe she's moved from Ohio. Um, well, anyway, obviously not Florida then, but, um, so, essentially, she's gotten the job. She's asking about the buses, and it's raining. So, Julie's all like, oh, Sean can take you home. Okay. So, we're in the car. Um, can I just say that, um, you know, I've seen videos start this way um, on other internet sites. Um, again, according to a friend. Um, but <laughs> so, it's kind of, I think, obvious where this is going to lead to. Uh, we kind of get a conversation. Well, I- I- I'd push back a little bit there because I think, um, you know, first time watching this, I didn't really expect this because I think she is presented as this kind of this, you know, the girl next door type of thing. And she's even dressed like the way she's dressed. You kind of don't. Well, I didn't really see this coming. I didn't think that this is where we were going immediately. Um, I mean, it becomes obvious once they're in the car and having the, the conversation. But, you know, I think that they, they dress her in such a way that you don't really think about it as your kind of first port of call. It's something that only develops as the scene breaks out, which is quite quite cool, I think. It's interesting you say that because I remember watching the scene for the first time and I remember thinking as soon as they were like, oh, I'm going to take her home, I'm thinking like, mm, maybe? Like, no. Like, Sean's a good man now. 
Um, but it's kind of, it did go into my head slightly, just again, because maybe I just watched too many of certain videos. Um, but yeah, I mean, I do like these kind of back and forth between the two in the car, just their conversation, talking about it, obviously talking to her about how she's moved here, all the perfect bodies on South Beach and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, how she's saying that she's very unattractive and like Sean's little glimpse of her panties. Um, and then it's just kind of, you know, you're a very attractive girl. And then like when, like she's mentioning about the bump on her nose and things like that. Um, and then there's just something about this scene, which I don't know if it's, I, I never can work out if it's like over the top and cheesy or just brilliant, but like they turn on the radio, there's Wonderwall by Oasis, um, to which then all of a sudden this, you know, leads to a bit of conversation about prom. Um, you know, I miss that time, you know, that's what youth is, enjoying it while you can. Then I kind of love that line from Sean, what's a Wonderwall? <laughs> Which, actually, let's be honest. Did you know what a Wonderwall was, having heard that song a thousand times before you watched this show? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not sure I did, but I often think about that now because, um, I mean, this isn't, it's one of my favourite songs, this song. I really like the song and yeah. I always have. Um, yeah, so no, I mean, it's, um, if, if I didn't know before then, I've always remembered it because of the show. And, um, yeah, I think it's, it's quite cool. I mean, um, like I think I said in the last episode, or maybe the one before that, is you know I think we get a few more kind of popular songs in this this season. Um, you know, a lot there's a lot of kind of abstract songs in the, in the first couple of seasons, but I think a lot of what we get in this season is it's stuff that everybody knows, and I think that this this works really well. Oh yeah, and then it kind of leads into a bit of uh, subtle little glances, and then we get it. Like let's be honest, maybe the most graphic sex scene in Nip Tuck to this point. Like I know we kind of said that in episode one, but like this is like. Wow, this is really full-on sex scene here that we kind of see with Sean on top of her. They have sex, and they've like this has got to be a hotel, right? Because yes, they say like, "Oh, I've still got to take you home." So like, I don't understand. Like, does she have a roommate or something? Like, why can't he have sex at her house? Or maybe they're just so horny they're just going to get to the nearest fucking hotel. I don't know. Um, but yeah, he's Sean. Oopsie. Yeah, yeah. If she's if she's kind of living in some like dorm or like li- living with people or something like that, then yeah, that would potentially be. I and mean, that's how I took it is that they just needed somewhere where that would be private. Um, but you know, it's kind of just so spur of the moment. They literally kind of just pull over wherever. Um, yeah, but no, you're right. It is it is it is pretty graphic for for Nip Tuck. It's um for a show that's got a lot of sex in it. It's it's not really graphic sex, is it? No, no, exactly. I mean, this is like you know more than implied um <laughs> so uh anyway but like i think kind of i do like the way it's sort of it like it's just the way it plays in with wonderwall playing and then just kind of that look of like her she's just like you know she's she's loved it she's rolls over and cuddles him all smiling and i'm gonna say i, I weirdly find her attractive um i know she's not meant to be but i don't know i kind of do uh but then like there's just a look on sean's face that oh fuck look um, and then kind of, you know, it just sort of pans across the table. We see, like, the condom wrapper and then fade to black. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, like, I've been intrigued. I don't know if I've ever been able to talk about this scene with someone, whether or not this is a great scene or a, a terrible scene. Um, but I, I don't know. I weirdly like this scene, even though it, it kind of comes out of nowhere that Sean, like, it's never implied that Sean's going to cheat again, but... He does. I, 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 I'm guessing that's the point. Like, it just can happen like this out of nowhere. And, you know, it's kind of Sean's issues and all this sort of stuff. But um, I'm intrigued to hear your thoughts on this whole sequence. Yeah, well, I mean, I had kind of the same issues with it, that it does kind of come out of nowhere, but I think, um, so to speak. Um, but I think <laughs> it's um, it, it's one of those ones where I, I think that, yeah, as you say, that's kind of the point, that um, we're not supposed to even suspect that he's got these thoughts, and, and he doesn't really have these thoughts. They kind of just, they kind of come out of nowhere, um, and he's frustrated with the whole thing. Um, you know, he's feeling like he's having to hold up his family, and he just kind of reached breaking point. Um, and I think it's the kind of, it's, it's Sean's calling card, isn't it? is that he kind of bottles it up bottles it up um and then kind of like it explodes and often that's violence but in this case it's you know the sex thing so i actually like the way it's played and um i think probably what i like about it is that this she isn't just a one-off you know we kind of get a bit of a storyline that comes out of this and um i'm I'm looking forward to talking about it so yeah i mean for, for me the first time i saw it and even watching it this time i did have to really think about whether or not I thought this was well done and, you know, I've, I've kind of thought about it a lot and yes, I actually think it is really well done. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that kind of, I, we can have this discussion about it. Cause like one thing I'll say, like you mentioned about how you weren't expecting this. 
I mean, I can't really say much without completely spoiling this whole storyline, but there's a moment in this storyline that I just did not expect, and I was like, holy crap. Um, and I, I'm assuming you might think I know what I'm talking about. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm with you. I like the fact that she kind of becomes a bit of a recurring person. And, I mean, there's a scene next episode, which, again, I, I teased last week about saying how, you know, it's just one of my favourite scenes, and I just, just want it to be in the top five. Um, but, yeah, like, I'm glad that we can kind of come up to this thing that, like, this is a decent scene and it's kind of I feel that this is like one of these polarizing moments when it comes to season four that people like I think I've read a few forums over the years where people just hate this storyline and they just hate they don't like Monica and they're just like oh it's just random it's crap and like I've you know again never really had the conversation with people about it. I've just kind of read the thoughts but like it's just yeah it's just kind of the negativity that comes with season four of Nip Tuck um which yeah I just I don't think it's bad so yeah. Um, Far from it. No, I don't understand. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand at all why why you would even think this was bad. I mean, it, you, it may not be your bag. You know, it may not be um, the most amazing thing ever, but it's certainly not. I wouldn't say it's bad, but not by any means. No, no. Uh, I'm actually going to be intrigued, actually, if I can remember. By the end of this episode, I actually would like to look on uh, the IMDb ratings to see how this fares in terms of people on the user ratings. But um, we'll get to that. Excuse me. Um, so, obviously, uh, afterwards, we've got Sean on the phone to Julia. Oh, you know, I ran out of electricity. Electric cars can run out of gas. Um, and obviously, Wade- She's got to be suspicious, surely. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is probably the one thing I don't buy about this. Is like he takes this girl home and um, runs out of gas, you sure. know? Like, whether, whether she's just not suspicious and not thinking about it, but uh, given his history, you think that uh, she might be. I, I don't think she is. Like, it's at least it's not implied. For, you know, I just think it kind of... No, no, not at all. Yeah, I mean, it's more so Sean suspicious of somebody else to come but yeah it's yeah it's it's kind of strange that way you think about it yeah as you said like his history and like oh we ran out of gas <laughs> like i'm you know i'm sure like if if you're married and you're why i don't know like the flip around the other way you like you don't want to think that but you're like oh well hang on i saw nip tuck once um <laughs> like it's taking the <laughs> the young babysitter home nick um but, yeah, so, obviously, he's like, you know, oh, I'm waiting for, for AAA and, uh, you know, says, oh, I love you. Notice how they, they drop the I love you. Um, and then Monica, she buy it, uh, you know, and she kind of says a line of, oh, I've got to stop doing this, you know. Um, you know, this happened back at Akron. The wife was such a bitch. Um, you know, I miss him. And then, you know, you remind me of him. And then you like talking about how, like, he basically called her ugly. Like, oh, lipstick on a pig or make love with an ugly girl. Like, Jesus Christ, who are you with, Monica? I feel sorry for you. Um, and then kind of Sean obviously feeling a little bit guilty here. Basically, oh, let me do something for you. So, uh, you know, let's give you surgery. Now, let's kind of just analyze this. Yeah, Sean doesn't really think this through. Because clearly he thinks he's going to get away with this. Hence why Christian obviously walks in and kind of like, oh, I didn't know we had anybody here. And then, because, you know, let's remember back to when Nurse Linda recommended people. And this is where Nurse Linda comes in and says, oh, isn't that, you know, Monica that I recommended? Um, so poor old Sean just panicking here at this point. Uh, and did you notice the random Asian nurse in the background? Who is this woman? Like, like I just randomly like it when here in Nip Tuck we just got random nurses and assistants who are just, I don't know, paid on the side when Lizzie's busy or something like that, or they just want to cover up their tracks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, they just turn up. Yeah, but uh, and Christian, good old Christian straight away, thinks immediately when he's just kind of like, you know, uh, you're just thinking with your dick. <laughs> like, you hypocrite. Um, you know, you won't do lunch lipo with me, uh, but, you know, here you are doing this. And I love, like, the look on Nurse Linda's face, her kind of, like, you know, like, her rolling eyes, shaking head. Like, we never really get a storyline around Nurse Linda, but I just kind of love the way just her facial expressions. Like, she's just so used to just these two being how they are, you know. She's not Liz and kind of, like, you know, obviously always, like, going off at them and stuff like that. But I don't know. Like, I, I know, like, Nurse Linda is not an actor. She's an actual nurse who is kind of a technical advisor who they've kept on this show as a side person. But, yeah, I don't know. I just... I just you, you kind of want a Nurse Linda episode at one point, don't you? Just get her real thoughts on this. You, you're missing the best line out of all this, too, because Christian's like, you porked her, which is like, ah. when has he ever used that term before? Um, yeah, well, you porked her, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know, like, do you, Sean's just very sloppy here, is he not? He's not even thinking about it. He's just panicking, I think, at this point. 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, pretty much. Just looking here, Monica Wilder is listed as like a middle episode here on the grand scheme of Nip Tuck, which, hmm, interesting. I haven't kind of thought about where I'd rank this on the overall 100-episode arc, but, um, yeah, interesting. Uh, so, we've got um, Michelle and Liz in the break room, and uh, Michelle's going to help out Liz because why not? You know, she's being friendly. And obviously, you know, Liz is like, oh, it's so nice to have a woman around here. Appreciate the upgrades. It's great. Um, and then kind of, you know, through the conversation, Liz just subtly mentions about, you know, oh, same boat, you know, coming out. You know, I saw you in the car park. If you ever want to, uh, you know, talk about it, uh, you know, I'm here. Um, you know, it's just kind of, I guess, a throwaway scene. Um, and she's what, like, it's my friend. It's like, oh, she was fondling you. Um, I mean, like, does this constitute a sexual harassment? I mean, probably a stupid question to ask in, you know, the period we're recording this. Probably definitely is nowadays. But, I mean, I don't know. Is it? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, this is certainly a, um, a, a topical one for, for our time. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? I mean, um, obviously, we've got this whole story with Michelle where she's trying to cover her tracks, more or less. Um, and, you know, is going to... But, you know, this is the kind of thing that... Um, regardless of anything else, it just makes her look more guilty by kind of coming down so hard on um, on Liz. So it kind of backfires, really, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so it's, it's kind of interesting. Like, obviously, you know, Liz is really not doing it. She's just trying to help someone out, assuming, making assumptions, but making assumptions makes an ass out of you and me, the old saying. Um, Sean, meanwhile, is angry over his $1,000 Cot can't put it together. If you're paying a thousand dollars for a cot, that shit needs to be pre-made. I'm sorry, you're not. I'm not buying flat pack for a thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, like flat pack to me is the cheap stuff. Like you go, you you spend a little as you can, and that's kind of the catch twenty two. It's flat pack. You've got to assemble it. If I'm paying like more than five hundred dollars for something, that's got to be pre-made. So like, is Miami just? that expensive is ikea in miami just like a thousand dollar holy crap um i don't ever want kids if it's going to be a thousand dollars for a fucking cot uh, <laughs> I just don't even yeah know. It, it, these, these guys just seem to like to spend money like it's you know like it's running out and they just need to spend as much as they possibly can um it kind of takes me back to the whole wilbur thing with the yeah. you know the pram or whatever the, the hell Burberry. it was yeah <laughs> yeah um, and this, we find out that Monica is not going to take the job. She's moving back to Akron. Hmm, I wonder why. And then kind of, yeah. they just have a bit of a conversation, you know, uh, are you, are you something you want to talk about? Are you okay? And then kind of just, you know, the look on Sean's face kind of of guilt sort of up there. And then she's a little bit horny Julia, you know, having sex, uh, helps induce the baby. We learned that obviously back with, uh, Gina and, and Christian, um, and we, you know, get a slight moany Julia, but, uh, no, Sean's, Sean. Yeah, I knew you'd be loving that. Yeah. Well, you know, as much as I kind of say, I'm not really negative on, um, on Julia, uh, just when she lets out those moans, you know, I am. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so we now have, um, who's next here? What have I written here? Lipo and skin. Um, no, am I missing a surgery scene here? Oh, this is where Lin, uh, Liz gets fired, isn't it? So I don't know who they're. Yeah, yes, I don't know who they're operating on here, but um, uh, yeah, it's just a, it's just a nobody really. It's, it's a faceless person. Um, yeah. Anyway, so uh, in comes Michelle, uh, which again, it's like, is this where Christian actually says, like, what have we told you about this being a sterile environment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Finally, how many episodes has it taken for somebody to actually bring this up? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, to which we just get, Liz, you're fired. Um, but I know I've got to have the line of like, what is it like about how sexual harassment is no longer accepted here or something? And the way Liz is kind of like, oh, finally, you know, st- standing up here. Um, and then, nope, it's Liz. She's being fired for her comments to Michelle previously. Um, to which, you know. Michelle, obviously, and they have this meeting in the room. I, I do love Christian just sitting here, just the look on his face, just like, fire the bitch. She's a man-hater. Um, and it's like, oh, the, you're the ruining other, a cat fight. Like, um, 
The other thing I like about this is, you know, we, we always laugh about the, they have to break news at the worst possible time. It's like, well, this is actually in the middle of surgery. Like, they've yeah. got somebody on the table. They can't just fire the anesthesiologist in the middle of surgery. You know, like, that's not particularly safe. Like, if you're that patient, you're not going to be very happy to have found that out later on, are you? Yeah. Um, yeah. I just I just love how that always seems to happen on the show. Why, why am I stitched up halfway through? You didn't do all my life. Oh, sorry. Our anesthesiologist got fired halfway through. Um, yeah, yeah. But I, I do love Lizzie. Like, props to Roma Mafia. I don't think we've really talked about her acting in a long time. She hasn't really had a storyline, I guess, in a long time as Roma Mafia. I mean, I know we talked a little bit about it, uh, you know, the finale of season three when she's weirdly accused of being the carver. But just like the way he is, she's like, you know, I'm still working for a dick. And she's basically, you know, obviously threatening legal action and kind of Michelle just here, you know, like, not everyone is gay, Liz, and, you know, your weird warped sexual fantasies. Um, but yeah, and obviously Sean comes in to stand up for her and basically says, you know, okay, well, she'll be on probation. I do love the way that kind of like Sean's like, you're new around here. You're still trying to get to know the stuff. You fire Liz. You're going to be so unpopular. Um, so it's like, you know, yep, you're, uh, you're on probation. And I just love Christian just, you know, he's kind of like with his tapping his hands and he's just like, yep. And he just gets up. <laughs> Uh, I like this scene. It's just kind of just like a, a you know, a scene kind of, uh, again, Liz to have a moment and the, the fact that we're going to get some good Liz storylines this season. Yeah, and I mean, you, you're right. We kind of talked about it a little bit, but yeah, we, we're actually starting to get a little bit of Liz stuff, which is which is really good. Anyway, so Christian's going to get his lipo uh, through Dr. Mike, Mario Lopez, and what was, um was it Meryl in season one or season two? There, were, I swear there was... um. No, it was um, it was Julia when she was getting the surgery um, in season two, where we had the nurse who was wearing that the cleavage, and it was like, oh, you know, this was a wedding gift or something from my when she wanted the the breast surgery. That's right. Um, but like, did you notice like Mario Lopez here is in his you know shirt uh, sleeveless tank, showing off his guns, while in the background he's got cleavage nurses. Like, again, like, what is this surgery practice that they're going to here? The the super hot plastic surgery scene? Like... Yeah, that does, that, that does creep me out. But I also, like, is that the same cleavage nurse that um that was helping out with Julia's breast surgery? You know, like, the, the same one. Just, like, just move to this this one. <laughs> yeah, they do, I, I do like it. You know, like, all these, all these nurses are in, like, scrubs with, like, low-cut tops. It's like, I'm not sure that's a thing. I think... How many have we had? Like, we've had at least three, four, if you count Meryl sort of plastic surgeons in the Miami area. Like, we've had at least three or four. I do like, I do like the, the comment. I'm not sure if it's in um, this episode or one of them in these first few episodes where Michelle says something about she owns one of the top ten yeah. um, plastic surgeries in Florida or, or even Miami. I think it's Miami. It's like, yeah, that doesn't sound all that impressive. Like, I was expecting you to go, like, in the country, and she's, like, in Miami, in Florida. I'm like, that's really not that impressive. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just interesting, kind of, like, the side piece, because I, I think from memory we get some side people in L.A. when they get... I'm assuming we do. Um, but, yeah, so, obviously, this is Christian getting his lipo, essentially, um, which, uh, you know, I kind of like that... What is that line when um, uh, Mario Lopez says, he's like, I own a Ferrari Diablo because I don't uh, want a backseat driver. <laughs> I don't know. I just kind of like that line from him. Um, anyway, and great sort of props here for the effects. Like, I don't know how they do this, like how they get Julian McMahon. I'm guessing kind of the white towel on his back is maybe a sort of a, a joining point, like his kind of body sticks under the table at this point and kind of it's a prosthetic ass at that point which he can like dig into. But yep. it, look, it looks very real. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. It's um, it's one of those things that, like you say, it's a, it's a little bit seamless. You don't even really notice it, do you? No, no, but it just, it just looks really, really good. Um, so anyway, let's get along to shocked old Sean's face. Uh, he doesn't look very too happy here. Uh, let's introduce us to Peter Dinklage. Here he is sitting on his chair and I love how he opens up. Like, I can understand how I make you feel uncomfortable. Not many people like male nurses. (laughs) Like, it's a nice little opening line there from him. But, um, yeah, he's obviously, you know, here to be, uh, interviewed for a nurse and kind of, you know, we we learn about the the whole handy capable line. Oh no, I don't like using that. That's like calling me height challenged. Uh, and then kind of you know 
uh, Marlow, we should say his name is, not Peter Dinklage. Um, and obviously, you know, just in the interview, he's sort of questioning Sean about why you'd want to operate him. I mean, he does kind of come across as a, I mean, I don't want to say a dick. Like, he's obviously got his own viewpoints of things. But, like, I can understand, like, say, Sean's a little bit abrasive, just kind of, like, you know, questioning the surgery, questioning, like, the terminologies and things like that, and just very dismissive and all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, but, uh, you know, I, I, we get, the, Marlowe's going to become a major player in this season, clearly, as we've kind of mentioned, but, uh, it's an interest, interesting sort of introduction because at no point, and I feel there was a deleted scene in here somewhere or just, you know, something that just wasn't aired. Uh, at no point do we actually see them saying, you're hired. Because, like, you know, I think next episode we just basically see him working for them, if you know what I mean. Well, don't we get the scene after the birth, though, where Julia kind of calls him and says, oh, um, you know, basically, if you're still interested, we'd oh, like to take you on. I of think. course, of course. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, <laughs> I have written here in my notes. I'm just, just not remembering. Julia calls Peter Dinklage, gives him job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Peter Dinklage. It's Julia from Nip Tuck. Um, <laughs> would you like to act on our show? Um, meanwhile, uh, this obviously leads to Julia's water breaking. Here she is, uh, moaning Julia. Uh, <laughs> Which, like, it's it's kind of, like, it's weird on shows when they show the water breaking, but this is, like, a really weird one because you've really got to, like, look closely at her dress to see the water stain on it. Um, but anyway, that's just a little nitpick. But here she is getting a, um, a C-section. Uh, Sean's on the phone trying to find out where Christian is, you know, where the hell are you? Um, and... I do like the sort of line that uh, Sean kind of says about like, oh, you know, make sure you put the crease in there because she's never wear bikinis again. Um, and yeah, basically here is the birth of Connor, which I kind of like how they go for a, uh, you know, a C-section, I guess, just because, you know, we're really not going to get Moni Julia pushing out the baby. Um, but like, it's interestingly acted by Jolly Richardson because, you know, clearly this is all implied she's getting cut into and just kind of like her sort of look on her face and, like, I think I talked about this, um, you know, in the Raya Reynolds episode about how, like, my sister had these C-sections and she was awake during it. And I just could not imagine this. Um, but just, like, even here, like, when they take Connor out and they give him to, like, Julia and she gets to hold him, um, like, her stomach is still wide open at this point. <laughs> so, like, I'd be all like, just sew me up first. Like, I feel a bit weird yeah, right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I guess it's one of those one of those challenges of a C-section, not knowing all that much about it. That um, you, you know, like ensuring that you still have that natural thing where the dog, uh, with the dog, where the <laughs> where the, uh, where the, where the baby well. kind of has that natural. Um, oh, oh, Ben, you didn't go there, did you? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so you're getting that bond straight away with the baby. So you know, that's kind of um, I guess what they're implying here. But um, yeah, it all feels a little bit kind of um. I guess unnatural, and I and, and that's kind of the point, isn't it? Is that yeah. it's an it's a quote unquote unnatural baby coming into the world. So you want a kind of feeling fairly sterile, unusual birth um, that that doesn't quite feel normal. And yeah, I think they do they do a pretty good job of 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 doing that. I don't know how you feel about the whole the prosthetic hands. I mean, it's kind of they look a bit rubbery, but I, I kind of also don't think they look fake. Like it's not like her stomach. But, like, I don't... Look, I haven't really paid too much attention to kind of the scenes later on where, like, is it a consistent-looking hand, if you know what I mean? Like, is it kind of that they change the prosthetic sort of, like, the, the props on this little baby? But, um, yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of just... I, I do admit I like the sort of the scene here where, like, she holds him and kind of they look at the hand and then the first thing she does is kiss his hand. I just think that's kind of cute. Like, you know, here they are all worried about kind of, like, having a a son like this and kind of what it's going to mean and the challenges around it. But that's kind of just, it's a nice little moment where the first thing she does is kiss his hand. Yeah, I think so. And I think you kind of, um, it's one of those moments where if it's done poorly, it, it, it could come across as quite cheesy, but I think they do a really good job with it. So um, you, you never really feel that. Um, I think Jolly Richardson's doing a good job of selling this. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'm always quite critical of her when, when things aren't going all that well. So, you know, I think it's important that I, uh, you know that I definitely when when she is doing a good job that you know I I give her props for that too. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Kind of as I said last week, I feel like she's kind of gone back to a likable level. Uh, you know, she's kind of graining you a little bit in season three, but here she is. She's she's back to kind of being decent. But yeah, this I don't think sticks around for that long. Uh, but I mean, she does disappear for a large portion of this show moving forward. But anyway, uh, so we have old Connor is in the little crib, and here's Annie three episodes in a row. Woo! What is <laughs> yeah, going yeah, on? Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Here they are looking through the window and uh, obviously, you know, seeing little old Connor and Connor gets picked up and taken out of his little blankie and Annie gets to see his hands for the first time and poor little Annie is terrified. Let me go, let me go. She runs off. Matt goes after. Of course, Matt's going to go after as if Sean's going to care about his daughter. He's like, he's literally looking on going, he's like, li- like when Matt goes, I'll go after her. Sean's literally going, who is that? Uh, <laughs> like, why is this girl hanging around us? <laughs> it, it, it's quite interesting, though, because I think in this, you know, like, I don't know if you did any of your research in terms of looking at um, photos of people that have got this condition. And, um, you know, some people have got, like, really, really affected hands to the point they almost don't have hands, whereas Connors is already played up as being, you know, that just looks like it's a couple of fingers fused together, which, you know, Sean could easily deal to. Um, so it's interesting that straight away you kind of get the feeling like these could be fixed um, which- quite easily there. Yeah, I mean, like, we saw that with the woman, didn't we, in the first episode. Um, But, like, the one thing I will say about this, and I don't know if this... I don't think it's mean. I think it's kind of me... I don't know what this is. You make your mind up. But, like, I've kind of always looked at this storyline kind of as Connor's hands, and I've kind of like, well, is that really a big deal? Like, I'm sure it's going to be a horrible thing for a person to have, you know, to deal with that, and parents have to deal with it. But, like, I don't know. Like, kind of, as you said, like, they don't look that bad compared to like that you know some other sort of ones you you do see and to me yeah like it does look kind of easily fixable but again i'm not a doctor i don't know anything so um was that a horrible thing for me to say or was that i don't know oh well i just think i just think it's quite interesting like we were kind of feels like we were kind of set up for them to be you know really really quite horrible um with the the woman earlier on that this was really going to affect them and i think the prosthetics that they're using i assume the prosthetics on this baby is that you know it it looks like this is something that could be fixable and yeah i think it's just quite telling that we we don't go full on here because i think it kind of completely kills the story if he's um in a state that that sean can't do something you know this is what's going to drive sean's story for the the season so you really need to believe that that he he feels that he can fix it yeah, yeah. Uh, I do like this closing scene, though. Christian obviously shows up um, and kind of obviously we see that he's had the lipo. And I mean, I will say we have the scene sort of uh, meanwhile of Julia, uh, as we said, giving the job to uh, to Marlo. But um, yeah, and I, I kind of just like this scene, just the, the line that, you know, obviously Christian says, oh, God, he's beautiful, Sean. But then just the line when uh, Christian says like, oh, you know, you didn't need me. Uh, but then like, you know, Chris, uh, Sean, the way he says like, I did. It's like, oh, um, yeah, and I, think, I think it's done as well. Like it's um, again, I like how this is acted because it could be. This is a moment that could be overdone, mm-hmm. and it's not. It's just even the way that the words come out. I think you know Dylan Walsh kind of says them. It's quite quickly. You know, it's like he didn't need you. I did, and you know like it, it, he doesn't kind of sit on, you know, and, and make it this big dramatic moment. Um, and and I like that. I think it's a good choice. Um, and it's probably not an obvious choice as well, which is what I do like about it. Yeah, no, I completely agree. But, uh, yeah, that's the episode. We we officially have a new um, McNamara to deal with, one that we can officially say is Sean's son. Uh, <laughs> yes. We never do get a plot twist moving forward that, oh, shit, no, actually, it really is Christian's. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, that is uh, that is the episode done. Anything sort of to add on this? Um, no, I, no, I don't think so. I think, it, you know, it, it's good setup. Um, and I think it, again, there's a couple of really good moments. I mean, this is kind of one of the tent pole episodes of the season really, because it is sitting, you know, Connor's birth is one of those big moments. And, you know, we had moments in the last, the last series, which was around, you know, the reveal of a carver, but also Christian's mar- a wedding and, and things like that. So this is one of those ones that there's a big moment in this episode. So it is one that, you're probably going to want to go back and, and make sure that they kind of nail it. And um, I, I think they do. I think they do a, a pretty reasonable job of that. Yeah, and it's kind of, it's like, it's interesting to say, like, you know, like a moment, such a big important moment of Connor being born, you know, you would assume that, like, this is like a, you know, a big moment. And like, But, I mean, look, let's be honest, the, the birth isn't really that spectacular in the fact that I don't think this will make our top five um, or probably even be in the conversation, to be completely honest. But, I mean, I guess, like, saying that, though... Um, it's kind of a nice take that they do on that, that, like, you know, on most TV shows, the birth of someone's a huge, big thing, if you know what I mean. But it's kind of... Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of... It's it's different kind of how they do this. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think it's... I, I think, for me, it's just one of those moments that had to... It, it, it has to be good enough, you know. You have to you have to kind of believe it, and I think they do it. Yeah, it's not spectacular, but it, it gets the job done, I would say. 
Uh, so the review section. Uh, what are we? What are we going to do with uh, Monica Wilder? The the episode. Don't tell me what you want to do with the real one. Uh, <laughs> b- buy it, rent it, or bin it. You know, I think for me this is a real similar episode to the last one where, um, you, you know, it's probably not like wow, this is the most amazing episode ever, but it's a good episode and it, it feels like there's less fat on this episode, which is interesting when it's you know you got the Christian lipo <laughs> story in it. Um, but you know, it feels like it's a pretty lean story. There, does, there isn't kind of wasted bits of this this story. Um, and you know, I think it, the, the whole stuff with Monica Wilder, I think, is a good setup. Um, it's the kind of episode that makes me, and quite literally, I did as soon as I finished watching this, I had to then go and watch the next one. So that probably tells you everything you need to know. And so it's it is a buy for me. Three in a row for you, Nick, and it's five in a row for me because I'm doing the same. Yeah, I, I love this episode. I think it's great. Um, and yeah, I just I think this is unfairly treated here on IMDb's user ratings as a middle episode. I mean, it's probably not a top quarter episode, but it's not like in the 60s. I'm going to say this maybe in the 40s on the grand scheme of things in terms of where you would rate this, maybe sort of the 30s even. Um, but yeah, I just I think this is a memorable one. It's got so many elements to it, like you know, obviously Sean's you know cheating scene and just kind of you know the. Even the birth of Connors, we just said it's not that, you know, groundbreaking, but it's still kind of, you know, there and just, you know, elements of the setup to it and Peter Dinklage as well. So, yeah. Uh, and even kind of like the humor kind of that you sort of forget about at the beginning of the episode. So, uh, for sure, it's a buy for me. Absolutely. Um, so that's a new streak record we're going to have here on our Nip Tuck. Five in a row. We've never had that before. Even in the Steam season two. Interesting. So, um, there we go. Uh, we move on now to uh episode four next week now um look before i kind of say a little bit more i just want to read the uh description now here to uh, according to wikipedia because um this to me is just you know i guess what you would call clickbait in 2006 um the more michelle resists christian the more he wants her but if michelle's past is any indication she has a lot to lose meanwhile sean's worries about julia and the baby leading him into a compromising situation a patient named Shari Noble needs her nipple reattached after an accident. And when Christian accompanies Liz to a lesbian bar, it becomes a night she will regret for the rest of her life. <laughs> like, how dramatic is that explanation? Um, <laughs> like, kind of, I, just, I think the selling point, like, there, there is one scene in this, and I just want to allude to the fact, what I'm about to say after this is not the scene if people think I'm a sick freak. There is a scene in this next episode, which again, I'm going to say it again, it's one of my favourite scenes of all six seasons, and to me, I'm going to make an argument for it to be in the top five at the end of the season. However, this is also the episode, which is completely unrelated to what I just said, that after we've had incest, necrophilia, we finally move on to the next one of bestiality, or bestiality, however you want to pronounce the damn thing. Uh, we, we seem like we're going to tick off the uh, the ultimate taboo list here, Nick. We're playing taboo bingo here on Nipped Up. Yeah, and um, it's it, it's the funny thing is that it should really be played off as comedy, and it's not. Um, so it's, it'll be interesting to talk about that. Looking forward to talking about Dean Norris. He's yes. going to show up in the next episode, and uh, that's always fun. So yeah, yeah, it is, it's it's a bizarre one, and it's bizarre how they kind of handle it as well. And we also get the return of a. Um a very popular recurring character in Nip Tuck in some aspects. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. I think it's a great episode, and uh, we look forward to bringing it to you again, as always. Like us on all the social medias, follow us on there, subscribe, everything else in between hand. And, uh, yeah, we very much look forward to uh, bringing you more Nip Tuck here on the Oz Network. In the meantime, my name is Ben, and I want my cum gutters to run deep. <laughs> and uh, I'm Nick, and uh, I'm standing proud with my fat fraternity brother. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.